Your brim's not flat enough for it to be gangster oh, yeah. radio, Ryan. No sticker either. Yeah, you gotta have the sticker or the thing has to still be in a bag. <laughs> or you gotta have the lady that's sewing the Nike check in the hat on your head and she's sewing the hat before it goes in the bag and gets the sticker. That's a brand new hat. That's fresh. Right? Gangsta fresh. Got the sweatshop worker still still <laughs> attached. Hey, this is the Commander Kickout Podcast, episode 56. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan, and today we're going to continue the arc of opposition revisited with an absolutely 100% totally fair Orzov list. Now hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What's going down? A whole ton is going down. We are entering the last half of the second half of the arc of opposition with another difficult to construct opposite of what it's supposed to do deck. Very much so. And always a challenge to do the opposition decks. We've talked about this lots. You mentioned all the time how black is basically cheating at magic. And I like to talk at length, loudly and angrily about how white always cheats at magic. So when you combine the two, you'd think that you would have a deck that's just Totally crooked and broken and probably a super big pain in the ass. So what are we... Uh... Yeah, we're going to talk about what that means in, in a couple minutes here. Before we do, social media coordinates? Social media coordinates. We are CCO Podcast on Twitter and tappedout.net. That's where you can see this deck, last week's deck, next week's deck, and any other deck that we have talked about or will talk about in the future. We're also CCO Podcast on Twitter. We're commandercookout at gmail.com. That's where you can send us love mail, hate mail, show suggestions, deck lists, no nudes. Well, you could send us nudes. I'm okay with this. Yeah. We're also Commander Cookout on YouTube, Patreon, iTunes, Google Play, Google Machine, EDHREC.com, and Potomatic, where we still valiantly struggle to dethrone these scrapbooking ladies. I think you forgot a place that you can now find Commander Cookout Podcast. Where's that, Ryan? Flipsidegaming.com. Flipsidegaming.com. How could I possibly forget? If you listened last week, you would have heard our promo piece on Flipsidegaming.com. We want to make sure that people go there, check out their stuff. They've got article series. We Last week, we talked about Wallet Warriors. I very much like it. It's budget. I like to play budget or at least budget what I have. Right? That's Ryan Budget. We yeah, talked about that Ryan before. Budget. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm more of an F the budget kind of human, but yeah. Mm, I'm sure they've got some stuff there that you can F the budget with. And speaking of the budget, you can still use promo code CCOFU at FlipsideGaming.com. That's also the greatest promo code in the history of promo codes. Just saying. Yet another way we top the charts. (laughs) Anyways, head to Flipside Gaming. You can find them on Facebook, FlipsideGaming.com. Use our promo code. You get 10% off store-wide on that promo code. And of course, they've got cards sealed product maybe some new dominaria Ooh, i'm doing like the finger tentacly thing i've never seen you more excited about a magic set oh i'm actually pumped and i was actually going to take advantage of the promo code on flipside gaming but they are in the states and you can't really ship sealed product across the border but they do have singles so i mean you can get your singles there along with gaming supplies boxes sleeves what have you dice Dice, maybe for the next um, CCO podcast deck giveaway. Ooh. Yeah, I think when you when we, what's the patron at? When, when we hit 60 patrons or 75 patrons, we're going to do a deck giveaway per arc. That's like per month. So I guess get on it, CCO Nation. Just throwing that out there. Visit Flipside Gaming. Like them on Facebook, YouTube, wherever you get your magic content. Add them to your repertoire because, yeah, I like them. 
Not too bad. Additional shout-outs. New patron, Spencer Radcliffe. Funny nickname? We'll get back to you, Spencer. We're, we're not going to forget about you. We'll get to you. We're going to think about that. The next three are actually really easy. <laughs> Ooh. New patron. I'm going to butcher it, but it's because I'm going to make a funny nickname out of it. Cyburn Vizier? Vizier? Sideburn Vizier. Yeah. He is the Vizier of sideburns. <laughs> <laughs> if you actually have sideburns, do send us a picture. Tweet, tweet at us, at CCO Podcast. Do it. Next shout out. James, just James, like no last name. Thanks, Jimmy. No last name, James. Ooh, yeah, I like that. James, no last name. I like that. <laughs> no name, James. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Last one. This was his Patreon name. He emailed me after, but I like his Patreon name better than his real name. So Excellent. F your real name, Deezer Irons. Wow. I almost want to say no nickname. That is a nickname. Deezer. These are iron. These here irons. Yes. I think he likes golf, or he's a blacksmith. One of the two. Or he likes to iron clothes. Nobody likes to iron clothes. Mm, yeah. No. And people who say they do, they lie. They're liars. It can be satisfying. I don't know. I don't know if I've never ironed a shirt in my life, and I'm okay with that. I have ironed perler beads though. Lots of fun. I don't know what that means. Those are those little like eight bit characters that are made out of like. Oh plastic yeah, that's right. you iron those. That's how you get those to stick together. Yeah, you melt them with the with the heat of the iron. Hmm. The more you know. There you go. Spencer Radcliffe needs a nickname. Yes, he does. We're drawing a blank. CCO Nation, bonus giveaway. <gasps> Uh-oh. Nickname, funny nickname for Spencer Radcliffe. Get at us on Facebook. PM us. Funny nicknames. We'll get you back. We'll get you a nickname next show, Spencer. And whoever comes up with the proper one will send you something from the Ryan's foil box and my foil bag. Yep. You help us out, we'll, we'll hook you up. Like it. Bonus giveaways. Throwing it down. Show topic? Show topic. What are we doing? Totally fair Orzov. What the hell does that mean? I have no idea. You're the one that built the deck. Oh. Hey, let's... When you look at Orzov, we're talking about black and white, the combination of black and white in a deck list. Brando says that he hates white because white cheats. Totally does. Now, what I think that he means is white is a color in magic that can do, let's say, most things. Everything. It has some big creatures, although you're paying a hefty price for those big creatures. It's got angels. That's like the premier tribe, right? You could do beatdown. We've done an angel tribal beatdown list. Sure did. Those pieces of crap over at CMDR Central are doing an angel tribal Atraxa list for Vegas. Scumbags. Yeah. You can do that. They've got... Token strategies, soldiers, cats, whatever. They've got equipment strategies, Voltron they can do. They can do reanimate. For purposes of this show, we're going to call it reincarnation. So you can kind of create some separation in your mind from what white does versus what black does. It's the same. It kind of is. White can reincarnate right onto the battlefield for a little bit of a premium over what black can do, but they can still do it. Instead of costing one or two, it costs four, five, six mana to bring back to the battlefield. But they can do it. And that difference in converted mana cost isn't always a huge deal in Commander. They have creature removal, artifact and enchantment removal. So they can kind of do everything. Mostly, though, white is lacking that instant win kind of combo. There's not really any very powerful, super synergistic ways to just immediately win the game in white. And also, it doesn't really draw cards that well in white. 
there's some artifact ways that you have to run, just like running red or whatever, but everything else, white can do. Very well. When you look at black, I say that black cheats at magic because black does all of the same stuff that I just talked about with white, except it can draw cards usually at the cost of life. And who cares? You got 40 of that. It's only, it only matters when you have one, <laughs> right? New players, life only matters when you have one. Yeah. Just throwing that out there. The only thing black can't do, save for like two cards in all of magic, is destroy artifacts. And, and enchantments. And enchantments. It actually, I don't think it can hit enchantments. I don't think it can either. CCO Nation, let us know if you know a card in black that says destroy target enchantment on it. I don't think there, there is one. I just don't think that there is one. So when you combine these two colors, I think that you don't have any holes in your strategy. You've got all the best removal in the game. You've got, and that includes enchantments and artifact removal because you're playing white. You can combo in black. You can draw cards in black. You can infect in black. You can pay life for damage in black, a la Hatred or um, Unspeakable Symbol. Like, there's lots of ways to just combo out right now. And Wizards is really supporting that black-white life gain deck, which is a... It turns out it's a pretty good strategy in Commander because... I mean, you can pay life, and you have lots of it, then you can gain lots of it back. And lots of people are playing for funds. So they don't want to play that insta-win combo, so it's tough to deal with somebody when they're at 700 life. So when we're talking about that black-white life gain deck, I'm looking at the top three commanders on EDHRec.com. I'm looking at Ailey Eternal Pilgrim. She got Death Touch, and she does some removally type stuff for two mana. I'm looking at Karlov of the Ghost Council for two mana, and he does some life gainy stuff and removal. And I'm looking at Athreos, God of Passage, for three mana, and he's indestructible and does some life gainy and graveyard stuff, right? I'm seeing two trends. I'm seeing cheap commanders, and I'm seeing things that do removally life gainy graveyard shenanigan stuff. You're seeing cheap commanders. So there's cheap commanders and there's cheap commanders. <laughs> they sound cheap. Yeah, and these are and these are both. So if we can abuse the graveyard at a very low cost and recur lots of things while gaining and paying life as a resource instead of mana? That seems fairly broken. Have you ever heard of Necropotence? <laughs> Pay a life, draw a card on an enchantment. S sort of. That's kind of what it does. But For three. For three mana. That's one of the best card draw spells in the game. And it goes right in these decks. Does it go in this deck, Ryan? It doesn't. And why is that? Because it's totally fair. There we go. Now, totally fair, I don't think, looking at the list a little bit before we started recording the show, totally fair doesn't mean strictly worse. No, you're See, if right. I, if I was building this deck, I would have gone the strictly worse route because path is the it's the best. In yeah. most cases, it's the best. So you play terror instead. Okay, I like that. That's the route I would have went, mm -hmm. but that's not the route that you necessarily no, trot well, down. No, I, well, I tried to stay true to the arc of opposition roots in doing something that is the opposite of what you would think. This is this is what part of what totally fair means. I didn't include things like infect, where you can just cut somebody's life total in, in a quarter and hit them for 10 and they lose. I didn't include all of the awesome black card draw in pay a life draw card. Too easy. I didn't include pay life for extra damage a la hatred or unspeakable symbol like I just mentioned. And then the other part of what totally fair means or opposite means is instead of the really cheap, inexpensive reanimation in black, I used that more expensive reanimation for white. Instead of the black card draw, I used white card draw. 
right? It's going to highlight some cards that you wouldn't necessarily think of, and it's not going to be totally broken ass busted. Sounds very CCO. It, it, I think that it is. I think that once you go through it, you're going to see, oh, look at that. Look at this. That's cool. Never heard of that. I dig it. Okay. Shall we get into it? One more thing. Oh. That Lord of Tressorhorn deck I've been working on for months and months. Yep. This is kind of like that deck. I really enjoy playing it. It plays some really bad cards, which I think is totally funny. And I wanted to highlight some of the types of cards I use in that deck in this list we talk about today. Ooh. Yeah. You'll see what I mean when we get there. How about before we start with the creatures, let's read the most important creature in the deck, our general. Sure. Let's see. Who, who do we got? We got um, Vish Call the Blood Arbiter? Never heard of her. Well, let me in, let me enlighten you, Ryan. Vish Call the Blood Arbiter is a 5-5 flying lifelink vampire for four white, black, black. And she says, sacrifice a creature, put X plus one plus one counters on Vish Call Blood Arbiter, where X is the sacrificed creature's power, period. New paragraph. Remove all plus one plus one's counters from Vish Call Blood Arbiter. Target creature gets minus one minus one until end of turn for each plus one plus one counter removed this way. So she's a removal spell and a giant Voltron beat stick. <laughs> you know what's funny? I said never heard of her, and then you called her a girl like three times. <laughs> is Vish Call not a girl? No, it's a boy. <laughs> How can you tell? He doesn't have boobs. I don't know. Whatever. Vish Call is now a girl. And if he has a problem with that, he can come to my house and she can have a polite conversation with me. And you'll kick her ass. That's right. <laughs> okay, so from Commander 2011, suffers from the Commander 2011 problem, unless you're Animar or Kalia of the Vast, in that you're a 5-5 flying lifelinker for 7,000 mana. <laughs> okay, fine. That makes her fair, because if, if she was a 5-5 for 5, she'd be broken as hell. Probably wouldn't be the general of totally fair orzov.deck. Exactly. <laughs> so let's get into it. 5-5, five, five, flying, lifelinker. Whenever you bin a creature, sorry, sacrifice a creature. It's power worth of plus one, plus one counters on her. That's right. Then the important part, remove all plus ones to give that many minuses to target creature. Until end of turn. Yeah, and it's not like remove one, give one. It's remove all of them. Target creature gets that much smaller. So you've got to remove all of them. Right. Uh, okay. Creatures? That sounds a little bit more fair. All right. Let's uh, let's start this uh, pain train rolling here with an Adarkar Valkyrie. Adarkar Valkyrie. 4-5 flying vigilance for 6. Tap it to reanimate a dude. Sorry. Reincarnate a dude. If it were to die. Antler Skullkin? Yeah. No shit, hey? 3-3 three, three, Scarecrow for 5. 2... Like its ability is two. Target white creature gains persist until end of turn. Persist. persist. Yeah, persist. So when it would die, if it has persist, it comes back from your graveyard with a minus one, minus one counter on it. Let's and then save when, some dudes. when you sacrifice a dude to Vishkal, you put a plus one on him, negating the minus one. It makes it, they cancel out. So you can continuously persist him. Now, if you could make infinite mana in the deck. There is, of course, shenanigans with that, but you can't make infinite mana. So it's fair. How about Blister Grub? When it dies, each opponent loses two life. That is a Lord of Tressorhorn special. And uh, you don't have any kind of infinite sack shenanigans with him? Well, you do with Vishkal. Uh-huh. And I guess you could give him... Oh, no, he's not white, so you can't give him persist. Excellent. Yeah. How about Carrier Thrall? When it dies... 
you get a Eldrazi Scion that you can sacrifice for a mana. No infinite sack shenanigans? Well, Cathodian. Mm-hmm. Hey. When he dies, you add three to your mana pool. I'm going to pose my question again, Ryan. Do you have any infinite sack shenanigans? Let's just say to infinitely persist your Vish call. Shut up. Mm-hmm. How about Caustic Hound? When it dies, each player loses four life. See the previous three cards? Death Curse Ogre. When it dies, each player loses three life. Hmm. Dire Fleet Hoarder. When it dies, you get a treasure that you can sacrifice for any color mana. So that's another uh, infinite mana engine there. No, because you can't give it persist. But you can sacrifice it infinitely. If you could get it back. Let's see if we can. Doomed Dissenter. When it dies, you get a black 2-2 zombie. Doomed Traveler. (laughs) These doomed guys, they suck. When it dies, you get a 1-1 white spirit with flying. Driver of the Dead. Okay, I admit, this time I did cheat. This is a reanimation spell in black. When he dies, you get a creature from your graveyard with converted mana cost two or less back to the battlefield. And thus far, you could get Doom Traveler, you could get Doom Dissenter, you could get Dire Fleet, what's his name? Hoarder. You could get Carrier Thrall. Uh, I think there's a couple others so far that let you kind of reuse that when they die effect. Filigree familiar. Oh, this guy's a little cool. When he enters a battlefield, you gain two life. He's a 2-2 two, two for three. When he dies, draw a card. So kind of reminiscent of um, he's, Solemn Simulacrum. He's a shitty Solemn Simulacrum. Yeah. How about Gleaming Barrier? When it dies, you get another one of those treasure tokens. He's a 0-4 defender. Harvester of Souls. When another non-token creature dies, draw a card. 5-5 five, five Death Touch for six. I like him. Machaeus the Unhollowed. Ah, uh, shit. That might be a combo. Huh. I didn't mean for this to happen. I swear. Uh-huh. I actually didn't. Uh-huh. Let's give him a read. He's a 5-5 five, five zombie cleric intimidate for black, 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 three. He's really hard to cast. we got a crappy mana base because it's a fair mana base. Right. Okay. And whenever a human dies, yields damage to you, <laughs> destroy it. Whenever a human deals damage to you, destroy it. And... Other non-human creatures you control have undying. So whenever they die, they come back with a plus one, plus one counter on them. Mm-hmm. I think you can sacrifice Vishkal to himself and he comes back with a counter. And then you can remove the counter to give something minus one, minus one, and then sacrifice him to himself. He comes back with a counter. Uh-huh. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, Oops, we'll cut him. I guess that's the episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally fair ors off. Can't be done. Let's let's see. Let's, let's keep going. let's keep moving because yeah. the deck list is actually fun. Noxious Toad. Noxious Toad. If you have this, kudos because it's from Portal. When it dies, everybody, all your opponents discard a card from their hand. Now, usually discard like one discard one card isn't good, but if you can get a Noxious Toad out like to die a couple times a turn, and you can hit everybody's hand for like two or three cards. And if you could like persist it back a whole bunch of times in the same turn, and just I could think of worse things to do. Yeah. Definitely. Solemn Simulacrum. Oh, yeah. We were just talking about him. When he dies, draw a card. When he enters the battlefield, search for a land, put into play, tapped. Basic. Tattered Mummy. Tattered Mummy. Okay. Oh, oh. Hold on a sec. I actually forgot to, uh, do, to um, in the shout outs. I got so excited, I didn't even know what to say. Shout out to Max Crandell. Yeah, I hate you, Max Crandell. But shout out to him. What? Because he totally pulled through and got me the... Bontu's 
Last Reckoning playmat. Really? Yeah. So every single time we've asked to to buy or sell or trade something to CCO Nation, they've totally come through clutch. That's really true. Speaking of Micaeus, I just oh, sent yeah. my Japanese Micaeus off in the mail the other day. Very excellent. CCO Nation, we want to keep the trade train rolling. <laughs> if you have tattered mummies, I want them. <laughs> just all of them. Yes. Let's okay. give them a read. Tattered Mummy is a 1-2 zombie jackal for black and 1. When Tattered Mummy dies, each opponent loses 2 life. Of note, his creature type is zombie. It goes right into Balthor the Defiled combo list we did a couple weeks back. Right. I don't have any because it came only in the Liliana deck from Amonkhet. It wasn't in the set. Its collector number is one of those collector numbers that's higher than the number of cards in the set because it, was it wasn't of, in the set properly. It was one of those janky uh, Planeswalker decks. Yeah. Where they give you like a shitty version of the yes, yes, that's yes, in the yes. set. Yeah. So I've tried to either buy them online, but when I do an order, they're sold out or nobody has them. And I'm not going to pay like $20 just for a five cent shitty tattered mummy. <laughs> so CCO Nation, if you got them, let's do a trade. Get also, at us on Facebook or Twitter. And Max Grandel, extra special shout out to you for getting that playmat for Ryan, will be taking it over your dead body. Actually, he's sending it to me in the mail. Oh, I'll bring Ryan. it to Vegas and I'm going to roll it up and I'm going to hit him with it, but secretly rolled up inside of it's going to be a pipe. There we go. All right. A yeah. little bit of padding for you, Max, on that pipe with that playmat that you sent me. <laughs> Thanks, bud. Got a couple more creatures we're going to touch on here. We skipped over them just to keep the, uh, the flow going. We got Drana, Liberator of Malakir. Ooh, she's actually a good creature. Black, black, one for a flying first strike, two, three. Whenever Drana Liber Liberator of Malakar deals combat damage to a player, put a plus one, plus one counter on each attacking creature you control. So kind of keeps with the plus one, plus one counter theme of Vishkal. And our next card that we're going to go to... Alenda the Dusk Rose. Ooh, yes. One, one lifelinker for black, white, two. I have this deck. Whenever... Another creature dies, and you heard all the creatures that die in this deck. All of them. Especially with our sack outlet. You put a plus one, plus one counter on her. Then when she dies, you get vampires equal to the number of plus one counters that were on her. So you sack all of your dudes to Vishkal, and each opponent loses a whole ton of life, right? Because all the creatures trigger life loss abilities. Alenda the Dust Rose gets super big. Then you sacrifice her to Vishkal. And now Vishkal's like a 20-20. You swing in and kill somebody. And then you sacrifice a Lend of the Dusk Rose to get whatever, 21 ones. You sack all those to Vishkal. Then you sacrifice Vishkal to kill all the creatures. Or remove all the counters to kill all the creatures. So he's kind of like a built-in wrath, built-in kind of creature remover type guy. And you just do that over and over again with Pekas. You could. Yeah. All right. We've got a couple more creatures here still. Ravos Soul Tender. I guess... You do it over and over once per turn. He is a 1-2-2 two, two flyer for 5. Other creatures you control get plus 1, plus 1. Not counters, but a buff. It's good if you're beaten in. He's an anthem effect. Yeah. And at the beginning of your upkeep, you may return a creature card from your graveyard to your hand. Just to your hand. Just to your hand. Yeah, so he, he kind of reincarnates, but it's to your hand. Then we've got Patron of the Vein, 4-4 four, four flying vampire shaman for black, black 4. When he enters the battlefield, you destroy target creature and opponent controls. And whenever a creature and opponent controls dies, all vampires get plus one, plus one. Counter. Dang. And Vishkal is a vampire. 
I believe Alex used him, F.U. Alex, to ruin somebody the last time we played with him. Patron of the Vein. Yeah. Yeah, because he's got that... Um, he's... That ex- exile on the way to the graveyard. Because whenever a creature an opponent controls dies, you exile it instead. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then Patron of the Vein puts a counter on everything you have. Yeah. Okay. He goes good in the experience counter guy, the elf. Not Azuri, the other guy. Marin, Marin that's him. Clan Neltoth. Yeah, F that deck. Yeah. Last Marin creature. Clan my ball sack. Yeah, gross. Noosegraph mob. Noosegraph, another six drops. So we got lots of six drops in this deck, eh? Black, black, four for a zero, zero zombie. Better be good. Enters the battlefield with five plus one plus one counters on it. So there's some plus ones, right? Kind of a theme. Whenever a player casts a spell, remove a plus one, you get a two, two zombie onto the battlefield. So when it dies, if you have some way to give it undying... Let's say with Micaeus, he just always comes back with a plus one counter on him because somebody will cast a spell when he's got his plus one counter on him and he removes it and gets a zombie. Then he dies and comes back with Micaeus. So kind of some longevity in there without actually reanimating him. Yeah. He just kind of comes back. He just kind of comes back for free and gives you a 2-2 guy every time he dies. Totally fair or Oh, Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> instants and sorceries. So we've got four instants. And we kind of got some typical ones and some atypical ones. Let's do the typical ones first. We've got... Uh, Mortify. Mortify. Destroy target creature or enchantment for black, white, one. How about Hero's Downfall? Destroy target creature or planeswalker for black, black, one. Now we're into some some different looking stuff. How about Graceful Reprieve? Graceful Reprieve? What? White, one. When target creature dies this turn, return that card to the battlefield under your control. So if it's going to die, you return it to the battlefield. Under its owner's control. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. You just target your own thing with it when somebody kills it or when you sacrifice it so you immediately get it back. How about this one? Cauldron Haze. Cauldron Haze. Bonus points to anybody who remembers this. This is Orzov Hybrid 1. So it's two mana total for an instant. Choose any number of target creatures. Each of those creatures gains persist until end of turn. So you could choose all your die trigger guys, sacrifice them all, get them all back, sacrifice them all again, have a huge Vishkal and swing in. Do you know where that haze comes from, right? Haze. Where yeah. does it come from? The Cauldron of Souls. Ooh, may or may not be in this deck. That's where the cauldron, Cauldron's Haze, the haze comes out of the Cauldron of Souls, which is an artifact that does the same thing. Yes, yeah. that's right. So there's kind of a neat little uh, fact there. Yeah, we'll talk about that as soon as we're done the sorceries. Let's go on to some sorceries. We'll start with Decree of Pain. Gotta have those wrath spells, right? Destroy all creatures, draw a card for each creature destroyed. Note, you're not paying life to draw cards, right? You're killing stuff. Particular note in this deck, I really like Decree of Pain alongside Toxic Deluge because you can cycle for black, black, three Decree of Pain to draw a card and all creatures get minus two, minus two. Keeps your Vishkal alive. Sure. And you can sacrifice all your guys in response that are going to die to make Vishkal big. And you can do the same thing with Toxic Deluge. Just pay X life and give everybody minus X minus X until end of turn. You can keep Vishkal alive. Super important in these kind of beater Voltron decks. So open the vaults. Six mana, return all artifacts, enchantments, and creatures? Just artifacts and enchantments. Uh, I'm okay with this. Lots of enchantments in this deck. We'll get to those in a bit. Phyrexian Tribute. Phyrexian Tribute. We're breaking the mold here. These Phyrexians, they're super innovative. 
Sorcery, black, two, sacrifice two creatures. We want them to die anyways. Destroy target artifact. Gem. Gem from Mirage, of all places. Replenish. Replenish. White, three, return all enchantments from your graveyard to the battlefield. Important distinction between that and open the vaults. Open the vaults is for everyone. Replenish <laughs> is just for you. And it costs two less, making it totally <laughs> fair. It, it's in the potential cut section. It's pretty expensive. Resurrection. I do not know what's going on in this art here, but I'm sure that the Catholic Church would not appreciate it. Don't Google that. Yeah. Return target creature from your graveyard to the battlefield. White, white, two. That is not what that card says. Well, oh, it says Ryan. return it to play. Yeah. To play. Read it right, noob. Toxic Deluge. Three mana, pay X life, all creatures get minus X until end of turn. It's a wrath. Should be wrath. How about Unburial Rites? Five mana, reanimate a dude in black, but important, flashback it for white. So you can actually get two creatures. Right, because, yeah. Let's give white the mm -hmm. graveyard spell with the dead zombie on it. Yeah. <laughs> What's one of my favorite cards? Had to play it. How about the totally fair and in no way broken Vindicate? I don't think it's unfair or broken. Sorcery, black, white, one, destroy target permanent, period. At least it's not an instant. Yeah, then it would be um, anguished unmaking. Mind you, you'd lose some life. Totally fair. <laughs> if you have, like, two life, you can't cast it. True. Mind you, in this deck, you're not going to have yeah, just two life because you're life. never paying or going up and down in life, so maybe anguished unmaking is yeah. okay. All right, where should we go now? Let's do, the, let's do the artifacts. We already teased them, so let's just get in there. We'll start with Solring. Taps for two. Orzov Kirun. Three mana, taps for white or black, or you could pay white, black, and it becomes a one, four, white and black thrall artifact creature. Weird. With lifelink. Huh. How about the Orzov Clue Stone? Three mana, taps for white or black, white, black, sack, draw card. Mindstone. Two mana, taps for one, one, tap, sack, draw card. Commander Sphere. Three mana, taps for any color that your commander needs, sack it, draw card. Talked about this already, Cauldron of Souls. Tap it, choose any number of creatures. They gain persist. That means if they die, they come back with a minus one on them. That card is the whole deck in Hirobi. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Because you just choose everybody else's stuff. Yep, and they don't get persist and they eat shit. Oh, excellent. So good. Blade of the butt cheek. Ooh. One drop, equips for one. Super efficient. Whenever a creature dies, put a plus one, plus one counter on equipped creature. If equipped creature is a vampire, put two plus ones on it. Super good with Vishkal. Yeah. Turns into a huge beater. And staple in vampire decks. We could easily turn this into a vampire deck. Right. And lastly, we have Death Render. I think that this card is underplayed. Four mana. Equips for two. Equipped creature gets plus two, plus two. Cool. Fine. Right? When equipped creature dies, you may put a creature from your hand onto the battlefield and attach Death Render to it. It's a way in white to get around those huge converted mana costs. Like, I'm thinking like Iona and Avacyn, Rhea Dawnbringer, that new guy from Dominaria that lets you switch your life total with her power. You can get around the huge mana costs and just, just eh, it's like white ramp. So you're saying at the cost of making your general bigger and doing four damage to your opponents, you could play a creature for free? That sounds totally fair. Well, if you're playing white, I mean, you need all the help you can get. I don't think white's that good. You're playing it with black, Ryan. Yeah. Maybe we cut all the black. <laughs> no, we never cut the black. It's too good. <laughs> so those are the artifacts. 
We got some bomb-ass enchantments, and we got some terrible ones. Okay, let's start with one of these bomb-ass, totally fair ones in Cather's Crusade. Five mana, whenever you, a creature enters the battlefield, put a plus one on each of your other creatures. Sounds excellent with Persist. Yeah, it totally does. Because the Persist back into play, and they put a plus one, plus one counter on themselves, and the negative one just goes away, so and you, you can, can Persist forever. you can sack them infinitely. Oh, you oh, can! Wowie! <laughs> oh, we got there! I didn't even... I... Dang! Next up, we have Citadel Siege. Okay, so this is a siege from um, one of the con sets. Enters the battlefield, you choose cons or dragons. Cons, at the beginning of your upkeep, you put two plus ones on a creature you control. If you hit dragons, at the beginning of combat on each of your turns, tap target creature that player controls. Um, each of your opponent's turns. Oh, when, when your opponents start their combat, you can tap one of their dudes. Each opponent's turn. Oh, yeah, that's okay. So they can't attack you. Yeah. So it either puts you on the on the offensive with a uh, a plus two buff every turn, or uh, it puts you on the defensive by tapping one of their guys. It turns off that uh, Voltron general across the table. Yeah, I think that that's the only time in this deck that you would pick that is if you're up against a Voltron, right? How about Corrupted Zendikon? Here's a piece of shit. Black one enchant land. Enchanted land is a three three black ooze. Should have went ooze tribal. Oh, yeah. Dang. Oh, we missed one. When enchanted land is put into the graveyard, return it to its owner's hand. So it's a 3-3 for two, right? Eats up one of your lands, but when it dies, it goes back to your hand. You just sacrifice it. It comes back to your hand so you can play it again. So you sacrifice to Vishkal to give him a plus three buff when you need a land drop to just drop a land. Or you can attack with it, then sacrifice it, and then play it again. So you have a an attacker... And then you can have a land drop for a land on tap, hold removal up. Totally fair. It's only a 3-3. Three, three. Here's another piece of crap. Daily Regimen. What the hell? It's a one-drop enchantment. White, one, put a plus one counter on enchanted creature. Plus one, plus one. That's pretty bad, yeah. Yeah. How about debitors, debtor's knell? Orzov, 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 four. At the beginning of your upkeep, put a creature from your graveyard onto the battlefield. Totally fair. It's got white. It's reincarnation, man. Elend Umbra. Gives him totem armor for two mana and plus zero plus four. So totem armor, uh, explain totem armor. Totem armor is when if a creature that's enchanted with totem armor would die, you kill the enchantment that's giving him totem armor instead. And you keep your guy alive. And your guy is alive. So it gives him like two lives. That's like a one-up mushroom. Okay. How about eternal thirst? Another two-drop enchantment. Enchant creature. Enchanted creature gets lifelink, and whenever a creature an opponent controls dies, put a plus one, plus one counter on enchanted creature. So you Vishkal all of his counters off to kill a creature, then he gets a plus one, plus one counter for free from Eternal Thirst. It kills all of the one ones. So it turns him into a goblin sharpshooter. Yes. Hmm. Orzov can even play red. <laughs> <laughs> totally fair. We have Feast of the Fallen, or Feast on the Fallen, I should say. Feast on the Fallen looks like a Renaissance painting, A. B, it's a three-drop enchantment at the beginning of your upkeep. If an opponent had lost life that last turn, put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature you control. Neat. We don't really have any ways to just make somebody lose life. I suppose, like, if you wanted to play, like, um, Pestilence, I mean, you can just attack, whatever, but... How about Felidar Umbra? Another totem armor one gives him lifelink, and you can pay two to attach it to a different creature. So you okay. can move it around. It's neat. I like that card. Gift of Immortality. Three drop. 
When enchanted creature dies, return it to play at the end of your turn and return gift of immortality to your hand. At the beginning of the next end step. Yes. So you actually can't infinitely attach that one. Correct. All so far, all of these white enchantments like gift of immortality and and the the umbras, they're to keep Vishkal alive, right? Let's keep it going with hyena umbra. Gives him total armor plus one plus one first strike for one mana. How about indestructibility? Gives Vishkal indestructible for four mana. Means he can't die. An old piece of shit called infinite authority. Ah. Uh, White, 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 enchant creature. After that, don't remember what it does. And its text is so small that Brando's face is literally like two inches from the computer screen. (laughs) It says, All creatures with toughness three or less blocking target creature or blocked by target creature are destroyed at the end of combat. Period. At the end of the turn, put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature for each creature destroyed in this manner during the turn. Counters remain on creatures even if the enchantment leaves play. So basically, you enchant your thing with, what is it called? Infinite authority? Infinite authority. And anything that's small that blocks it and dies, you get counters for. Excellent. You get counters for people who chump block. Excellent. So you you gotta block with something substantial. Inheritance. Oh, we talked about this guy a little while ago. White mana, when a creature dies, pay three, draw a card. That's white draw a card. Yep. I like that. It's a white card draw. White break in that color pie. Mammoth Umbra. Five mana, plus three plus three in Vigilance, totem armor. Ordeal of Erebos. Here's a weird one. Black one, enchanted creature attacks, put a plus one plus one counter on it. Then if it had three or more, sacrifice Ordeal of Erebos. When you sacrifice Ordeal of Erebos, target player discards two cards. Interesting, kind of a little bit janky, but if you can if you can get your Ordeal of Erebos with uh, Open the Vaults or or uh, Replenish, Vishkal's going to have a bunch of counters on him, so you can hit somebody's hand for like... A couple cards. A couple cards, like twice in a row. It's all right. You can decimate somebody's hand, especially... If it's like mid to late game when they only have a couple cards in hand left, that's when you have um, Vishkal out and attack and get the counters and then hit their last two cards in their hand. How about Ordeal of Heliod? Same thing. When Enchanted Creature attacks, put a plus one on it. When it has three or more counters on it, you sacrifice it. When you sacrifice it, you gain 10 life. You could gain 10 life twice in a turn. Retribution of the Ancients. Ah, kind of turns everybody into Vishkal. So black, and then you pay black, remove X plus ones from among creatures you control. Target creature gets minus X, minus X until end of turn. It's another tremendous card in Hirobi. Also, kind of negates Vishkal's uh, downside of having to remove all of the counters. Oh, yeah. It's like filling a hole in your game. I like it. Totally fair. And with Cathar's Crusade, that's what I was thinking of when I put it in there, is with Cathar's Crusade, you can just remove counters from dudes and get little cheap kill spells every once in a little while. It's another good way to recur things that have uh, on earth or undying, because, you know, that way you can sack them again for more effects. How about Sadistic Glee? Tempest favorite, I'm sure. Black for an enchant creature. Whenever a creature is put into the graveyard from play, put a plus one plus one counter on enchanted creature. So you could remove all the counters from Vishkal to kill a dude and then get a counter back. That actually turns him into another goblin sharpshooter. Kill a 1-1, he gets a counter back. Kill a 1-1, he gets a counter back. Yep. Like it. Let's talk about tremendous magic art. 
for just a second. This is so weird. When we talk about vampiric embrace. What the hell is like? <laughs> it's a crazy mouth and it's some crazy eyeballs and there's like an axe going through something's head. This is Brando's next tattoo. Yes. Full back piece. It's tremendous. My <laughs> back's already covered. But <laughs> chest piece. My nipples can go where the eyes are. <laughs> They're not at even heights. Neither are my nipples. <laughs> Don't Google that. Google vampiric embrace because F me. Like it's good. It's cool. Black Black 2 enchant creature from Urza's Saga. Enchanted creature gets plus two, plus two, and gains flying. Cool. Whenever a creature successfully dealt combat damage by enchanted creature this turn is put into the graveyard, put a plus one, plus one counter on enchanted creature. It gives him vampire. That was the ability on singer vampire of old, and they kind of just made everything a singer vampire with that card. And lastly, we have vampiric rights. Black for an enchantment. Black one, sack a dude. Gain a life, draw a card. So you pay some mana and life to draw cards in black. Uh, no, you 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 pay a dude and some mana to gain a life and draw a card. It's the opposite of what black normally does. <laughs> <laughs> Did I get it? No. Ah, onto the lands. We've got a fairly budget mana base. We're going to blow through it quickly as a result. Standard black-white land package, right? Your Caves of Kylos, your... Orzov Basilica, Opal Palace. Evolving Wilds, all this stuff that you kind of expect in a, a deck like this. Although you don't have any of the lands that I was expecting you were going to use with that enchantment that turns your land into a slime, so you could sack the land to get it back. The, oh, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking you were going to have like a strip mine. or Yeah, I guess you could do that. You could do that if you were yep. a dirt sandwich. We are playing um, Westvale Abbey. Westvale Abbey is where you sack five dudes and it comes back transformed as like some giant dude. Yeah, I like that. We're playing High Market. That's another one where you sacrifice a creature to gain a life. But other than that, oh, and Rogue's Passage, CCO staple for sure. It gives your Voltron General that unblockability. Absolutely. It's good when he's an infinite infinite, I guess. Yeah. By accident. Yeah. My bad. Totally by accident. It was. I just got the look. Moving on. (laughs) Some of the other stats that we track in the deck, card draw, there's nine card draw spells. And uh, I guess, can we... Infinite card draw? Yes. We found a way to make infinite colorless mana with Cathodian. Oh, yeah, we've got a Harvester of Souls. That'll infinite card draw you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We have in, we also have infinite Dire Fleet Hoarder for infinite colored mana. Oh, we have yeah. infinite right. card draw on Solemn Simulacrum and Filigree Familiar. Filigree Familiar also gains you infinite life. Solemn Simulacrum also finds every basic out of your deck and puts it into play while you're drawing the entire thing. We also have infinite mana with that stupid 0-4 wall that gives you a treasure. Yep. So we got infinite mana, infinite mana, infinite draw, infinite land... We also have infinite life-linking dudes from Alenda. And infinite damage. Totally fair. Where do we get infinite damage? Infinite damage from Carrier Thrall. Oh, no, from Blister Grub and Caustic Hound and... hmm. Yeah. Tattered Mummy. Yep. Get at me, CCO Nation. (laughs) Okay, so we have infinite card drop. Targeted removal. Well, if you count hand discard, we've got infinite that. Otherwise, we have seven. Master removal, we've got infinite that, but if you don't count that, we've got two. Ramp spells, we normally would just have um, Solemn Simulacrum, but we have infinite that. Mana, rocks, and dorks, normally we would have six of them, but because we found this infinite combo, like the whole deck, we have infinite mana, rocks, and dorks. Okay. Um, Die trigger creatures, this is how we do it all, 15 of them. So very reminiscent of Lord of Tressorhorn. Maybe I'll post it up someday, right? Yeah, it's a cool deck. It's It's fun. It's a very fun. Super fun deck. Mass reincarnation. 
We got five of those spells, but really. Uh, yeah. Targeted reincarnation. That would be like our reanimate effects. Normally we'd have eight, but well, we got six ways to keep Vishkal alive. It's pretty good. And really, that's only a hard six, other than... Other than giving him persist for the... Uh, yeah. I honestly yeah. didn't mean to do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's an easy cut. It's it's Cather's Crusade is what's doing all of this damage. Uh, and I, I suppose... Cauldron of Souls or Soldier's Cauldron Mist or whatever. It's Cather's Crusade and Retribution of the Ancients. If you cut those two cards, it takes all of the infinite combos out. Cather's Crusade enables all of them. Well, Retribution and, of the Ancients enables all of them if one of them is infinite mana. And Machaeus. Yeah, Machaeus. That'll do it too. Yeah. And anything that dies and it gives you mana with um, anything that gives it persist. Yeah. Well, maybe we move to the potential cuts and budget section just to keep the show moving. Um, we'll go back to Macaeus there. He's $30. He doesn't have any other reprint like ever from Dark Ascension forward. So maybe instead of him, we could run Undying Evil. That's an enchant creature for, I think, Black Black gives enchanted creature Undying. Really? I just wanted to keep Vishkal alive. That's why I put Macaeus in there. And with like all those umbras and indestructibility and shit, that was there to keep Vishkal alive. Okay. Okay, right, so Undying right. Evil. What about the white uh, Macaeus? I don't know what he does, but you could uh, play him. X to put... Um, he comes into the battlefield with X plus one plus ones on him, and you can tap him and move X counters to another creature. Also could uh, go in the deck. I think so. Could go. Cut all the black one, put the white one in. Okay, Replenish is $45 because it was only printed in Urza's Legacy, and then it had a gold-bordered printing, but and, that. And they reprinted it as Open the Vaults because Replenish was broken. Yeah, and, you know, we're not playing any tutors, so maybe you could cut Replenish and put in your one tutor to find, like, your Undying Evil or your Umbra Enchantment or something, right? Or you could play Idyllic Tutors so you could find your Cather's Crusade to enable all your combos. Very Ryan. much so. Yeah. I, I don't mind yeah. that. Yeah. We're playing a command beacon as well. Command beacon is the land. It came It came in one of the 20, what is it, 15 commander decks? I think 2015, 2016. You sack it to put your commander from the command zone in your hand. Yeah, the 2015 decks. That's right. Yeah, so it only was printed the one time, I think. Yeah, and it's $33 as a result. Mm-hmm. And, and it's very good when your command tax has become ridiculous, like it would on Vishkal since she already costs seven. Seven, that's right. And uh, if you can afford, avoid that commander tax at least once, great. If you have the budget for it, I mean, you stick a crucible of worlds in here. That's the combo, so you never have to pay command tax. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. But, I mean, if we're trying to save money, we're not just going to drop a crucible of worlds into our deck. I have one of these. I should put it in uh, Omnath Wrecking Ball. Yeah. Because, wait, that game last week. Huh? Uh, on Tuesday where I was paying, like, what was it? I paid 18 to bring him back. Oh, yeah. And I brought him back every turn and made, like, a million. That was a, that was a wrecking. Yeah, that's that the was, deck for sure. That was a game. Now, the the other thing I want to say about this deck is you can take it a totally different route. I've seen Vishkal decks that run, get this, and this is also a little bit CCO, but a little bit more combo-oriented than what I thought this deck was. <laughs> <laughs> I got the look again. <laughs> Could run a couple tutors, fine, to find... Liquid Metal Coating. You tap, make something an artifact. Okay? Tap Liquid Metal Coating, make Vishkal an artifact, and then you play all of the Arcbound creatures. The Arcbound creatures have modular. When they when they die, you move their plus one, plus one counters that they come onto the battlefield with onto Vishkal because now he's an artifact via Liquid Metal Coating. With that, you play whole bunch of different affinity cards that have affinity for artifacts so you cast them for free 
Mirror Enforcer and Frogmite and Artifact Lands, right? And you could also, in that deck, run an Aristocrats package with Falconrath Noble, Blood Artist, Zulaport Cutthroat. That's when a creature dies, your opponents lose a life. Exactly. And you could also run that with a Junk Diver package that when an artifact hits the graveyard, you get it back, right? So you sacrifice your artifact, play your Junk Diver, get your artifact back, play it for zero because it has affinity for artifacts and then also have like a face reward package in there that lets you get your artifacts back from your graveyard to play right and you could just all loop that and loop that and loop that it's the same way that we did it with persist except you're doing it with artifacts and it all is possible through the modular mechanic with liquid metal coating i'm super excited to see that done with joyra the new joyra oh dang yeah i'm super excited to see that happen it's almost like um modular and artifact lands and stuff we talked about that last week how yep. they're maybe a little bit broken maybe yeah you could run jeet and power conduit as well <laughs> jeet gives you counters and power conduit lets you move counters right you could do that too because <laughs> jeet gives you two counters and you could just tap and power conduit move counters from something onto something but they're not plus one plus one counters no power conduit lets you do that lets you remove charge counters and put plus one plus one counters on something okay yeah neat there you go power conduit maybe that's the card of the week it's not even in the deck (laughs) (laughs) speaking of that what is the card of the week week. card of the week this week a little beauty from mirage in phyrexian tribute Oh, man, I love this card. I wanted to do a buyout on it because it's on the reserve list, and uh, it's like 50 cents. <laughs> I wanted to be that guy. You wanted to be the dirt. You wanted to turn CCO into a bunch of dirt bags, hey? Well, a couple of dirt bags? Yes. One dirt bag and Brando? Is that what you wanted to do? Well, based on the deck, I guess I am a <laughs> dirt bag. I can't build a fair deck. Turns out you accidentally built a deck with like 97 infinite combos in it in the one challenge where it was to build a deck that's 100% fair. Dang. You accidentally won the game. Oops. I could have worse problems. <laughs> CCO Nation, get your Phyrexian Tribute. Strengths and weaknesses? Strengths and weaknesses. Okay. Strengths? Kill stuff, despite not playing a huge removal package. Hmm. Yep. Strength? Unassuming with white reincarnation. Flies under the radar. Strengths? Accidentally wins the game in like 17 different infinite ways. My bad. <laughs> oh, you know what we didn't talk about in the budget and, and cuts section? I, I just want to jump back real quick. Micaeus, Replenish, and Command Beacon, cut those. You save $108 off the deck, and that would make the deck under $130. That's impressive. Yeah. If you leave it the way that it is, it's 236 bucks, Which is already not terrible. Yeah, that's, that's, not the, that's not very much. And that's for like an actual solid win the game right uh, now yeah. deck. So, strength. Cheap to build. Doesn't have super expensive mana other than Command Beacon, which is an easy cut. Yeah, right? you can cut that for... We, we found umpteen ways to make infinite mana, like pay the commander tax. Yeah. Very tunable, right? We could tune more combos in. We could... You could... Like, this... All the combos in this deck were an accident. If you were actually going out to put them in, or just enable the ones that we have, you could play lots of tutors, because all of white's tutors will find your combo enablers for a deck like this. And all of black's and tutors will the find black, everything. They'll find whatever you want, because they're the best tutors. Yeah. Okay. Weaknesses. I didn't use any of the big-time Vishkal sacrifice outlet creatures. So you're going to say, instead of a blister grub, you can do this instead. Instead of a blister grub, you could do a kukusho. So instead of everybody losing two, everybody loses five and I gain 20. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. 
I didn't do Grey Merchant of Asphodel. Mm, yep. I didn't do that. I did a cost account. It cost six. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, it cost six to do four damage. Big deal. And it's that one's to you as well, Caustic Hound. Yes, that's to everybody. Yeah, you don't want to go infinite with that. Grey Merchant of Asphodel is significantly better than that. E- exactly. And I... Hmm, weakness. No reanimation combos. Uh, oops. Yeah, whoops. <laughs> Erase that out of the notes. <laughs> Expensive Commander. Cost seven. Right, we talked about that when we were doing the Damia Rats list. I think that was episode 29? Yeah, we're Damia... 39? Damia would be significantly... She'd be too good if she cost less. Yes. You can't have anything that refills your hand... That doesn't cost seven or eight. Fill your hand every turn. Is this? Does this? Should this guy cost seven though? I don't think so. I I, I really don't. But does that mean he's not a five five? Yeah. Is it, is you make him cost five or six. You make him like a three three. You got to put him into bolt range. I think, I think. So. you got to put him into bolt range if you're going to make him cost any less. Or do you just take away his abilities so he's a big dumb beater? Well, then he he's got then flying he, and lifelink, right? Now he's a legends card. Oh yeah. Yeah. Could have been worse. And, oh, the other mistake in the show notes, no huge mana despite playing black. I'm not playing Urborg, Tomb of Yawgmoth. I'm not playing Cabal Coffers. I'm not playing Crypt of Agadium. Whoops. Whoops. Okay, uh, forgot my phone today, first time ever, so I don't have the milk list, so maybe we just go straight into Spicy Calculator. Let's do that. Let's, let's, do, let's do that. Okay, popularity on edhrec.com. He is the 10th most popular Orzhov commander, and that means he has 281 decks only. Only 281. Well, there's probably only... A, well, I guess it, if it counts every individual deck, there's only so many things you can do with them. Maybe people were, were looking for more Maybe there used to be more, and then they flipped it to, like, an actual guy that doesn't cost seven. That's a possibility, That's too. That's a thing, right? Yeah. Average converted mana cost, 3.45. Critical turn, uh... I maxed it out at five, but it turns out that, it, I mean, if you... We're going to leave it at five. It power, could, yeah, you could power out a Vishkal earlier, Cather's Crusade the turn after that and just win the game. Exactly. But. Optimal game size. I thought that this was going to be a big player kind of grind-out value type deck like uh, Lord of Tressorhorn deck. Nope. Uh, turns out it's not really, but it could be. I'm going to leave it at six. Optimal game size. You want this in a big game, I think. Fishgal's pretty big swing and dink. Yeah, he'll he'll win just as quickly in a six as he would in a three. Uniqueness rating. So this is the amount of cards that are different than the stock list on edhrec.com. 43 cards different. Nice. Yeah. Zero tutors in the deck. Spicy calculator, 64. Nicely done. Yeah, not bad. Not bad at all. It turns out a dirty, stinking, degenerate combo deck is really spicy. <laughs> Go figure. Now... It is the kind of combo deck that takes a big percentage of the deck to kind of get rolling. So, yeah, it's cool and spicy and funny when it goes off, and it's so accidental, it turns out, that that's not what you're trying to do. That's not what I was trying to do. But it turns out, eh, it's pretty spicy. Yeah. It's a cool deck. It's not bad at all. Check it, it out. Where can you find it? Checked it out at uh, CCO Podcast on tappedout.net. There you go. That kind of brings us to the end of the deck tech portion of the show but before we go we'd like to take a couple of minutes to remind y'all that the giveaway of opposition is still going and that's for facebook's likes and shares and getting the contest out there and getting cco nation to expand a little bit if you do some kind of interaction with us you'll be given some number of entries so you can find us on facebook to get all of those contest details and we'll be drawing after next week's show. Included in the giveaway package is a plethora of cards from across Magic's history that me and Ryan have discovered that we effing hate, some of which have been 
donated to us by our generous playgroup. Uh, Fu Alex actually donated an Aloru, an Aloro. Whatever. His- oh yeah, I uh, yeah Aloro, the ageless, the original Eminence dude. He's the piece of shit that started Eminence. Fuck you, Aloro. Yeah, and we got an Atakthon worm. Yeah, we did find that Atakthon <laughs> worm. Perhaps with an extra spicy CCO surprise on it. Oh, yeah. There's always CCO surprises in those packages, isn't yeah. there? Yes, there are. But there's pictures of the other giveaway cards up on our Facebook yeah, page there's, right there's now. Yeah, there's like real cards in it, right? Yeah, check them out. Yeah, it's, 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 worth, it's worth entering. It's not just cards that we hate because they're bad. It's cards that we hate because we just hate them because they hose us or have done something terrible. Other than that, I guess we'll close it out by saying we opened the show by saying Orzov is... Probably the most solid color combination that you can play. Not a lot of holes in the game plan. Not a lot of holes in what you could do with the deck. As proven here, as it accidentally contained about 40 different infinite combos. <laughs> Turns out even when you try and make it kind of bad, it's it's still, it's still pretty good. Speaking of things we're going to make bad, next week we're going to finish off the Arc of Opposition with a Simic deck that doesn't make reference to the word counter. How the hell do you build a Simic deck that doesn't make reference to the word counter? You'll just have to wait and see on the next episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! Woo!